Greetings, everyone. This is the Sound Health Radio Show, where we talk about the crossroads of the environment and our health. With Richard Talk to Me Guy, and as we know, Sherry Edwards is off working on the SoundHealthPortal.com. I would suggest going to the Sound Health Portal, scrolling down just a bit, and clicking on the Watch How button. You'll see a short video explaining how to record and submit your first recording. Then go back to the Sound Health Portal. Scroll down to current active campaigns, such as cellular inflammation, PTSD, TBI, or maybe neuroplasticity. Choose one that is of interest to you. Click on that campaign and click Free Voice Analysis, and the system will walk you through submitting your recording. You receive an email with a report usually in about one to two hours. To hear and share replays of this show, 20 to 30 minutes after you hear the outro music, Go to TalkToMeGuy.com, scroll down that page, and you will see this show at the top of the episodes page. There are also archives of hundreds of shows available there as well. There's a microphone icon at the bottom right corner of all the show notes. If you'd like to leave me a voice message with questions or guest idea for a show, or if you just want to say hi, go there, just click on it, and leave me a message, and I will be notified. With that, with over two decades of research and teaching experience, Sound Health bioacoustic instructor and practitioner Roberta Cuffin uses her unique skills to instruct Sherry Edwards students in bioacoustic protocols at Sound Health. Roberta's ability to make the complex simple and her genuine passion for guiding people to heal, find and fulfill their purpose attracts high caliber clients and students from around the world. Roberta, also a teacher of Judaism from a Christian perspective and podcast host, her Saturday show takes listeners and viewers on a journey of self-discovery to explore the intersection between Christianity and Judaism to find the truth hidden within. Roberta considers herself the shock jock of Christianity, and her classes are refreshingly not what you expect. Roberta joined us today to talk about what it takes to become a sound health practitioner. Welcome, Roberta. Good morning, or afternoon for some of them. So there are people that are in the afternoon already. It's it's true. Yes. So I'm going to start at a slightly unusual location, but I know that you can do this easily. Okay. This is going to be a series of conversations that Roberta and I are going to have about becoming a sound health practitioner. This is number two in a series. I'll put the link for the part one in the show notes so you can start from there. But for people who are just here and haven't heard the first one, would you give people an overview of the big overview of what is bioacoustic work? Bioacoustics is basically taking the patterns in the voice through through a recording and looking at those anomalies and and finding what frequencies are out of balance within the body. And those frequencies tend to, um, those imbalances tend to affect our mood, biochemical processes, vitamin assimilation, emotions. Oh. Take those uh, frequencies that we get, the, the information that um, through the programs that Sherry has put together, we take those um, anomalies that come up and we can formulate different um, frequency recipes, so to speak, and administer those to people to help bring their body back to homeostasis and correct many of those issues that might be happening with people. Now, we can't make claims because we're not licensed professionals, although some are, and they can. But first and foremost, we are researchers, and uh, we're doing what we can to help people become their own uh, health advocate. So it's a great way to help people that don't like doctors, they don't trust doctors. They maybe like or prefer to go a natural route. 
and uh, this can be a first line of defense in many in many instances. Unfortunately, people come to us as a last resort. So we can help people in any of those circumstances. I will toss in that when I practiced as an herbalist, I mean, I'm still an herbalist. That hasn't gone away. Yeah, I felt the same way back then. Now, this was in the 80s, but I think it's less true now than it was then, but it's the same thing where people wait until the like last resort. So by the time they come to you, they're having major issues perhaps. And they would come in like, I'm having major issues. I've tried everything else. What can you do? And I think that's unfortunate. And then in the, in the 10 years or more that I've been doing that did the show with Sherry, and now I feel like we're getting closer to real time and with having a site like you have and the skills of able, the ability to teach, clearly, I think we're getting much closer to the reality of people would call you up or contact you or contact a practitioner and say, can you help me with this before we have to get like, whoa. I think it's I Yes, think I think very... people are more trusting of it now. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me, they understand. Mm-hmm. Um, before they thought, you know, frequencies and, you know, was kind of woo-woo. They didn't trust it. It was, um, they just couldn't buy into the concept. But, you know, recently when we have quantum physics, we have all of these um, um, scientific studies now that have been done. It's bringing, you know, credence to how frequencies really work and how the universe is built on frequency. So people trust it more. It's out there everywhere, and it seems like everybody's doing it. So I think Mm -hmm. we have an easier time as practitioners um, getting clients than we've ever had before or reaching out to people. There's still those groups that, you know, don't really understand it, and that may not be your target, right? Because you've got plenty of other people that are coming to you. Right. So, right. Um, yeah, I, I think it's much easier now than it used to be. Mm-hmm. And did you become a practitioner? Were you a, did you work with somebody with sound work before you became, before you, how did you find out about sound health options and, and the work that Sherry does? Did you just, I know that you're a nerd, I mean that in a kind of way, uh, <laughs> yes. that you're, you know, a computer person and you spend a lot of time online doing work. How did you, did you just bump into it and go, well, that's kind of interesting. I want to check that out and really like it. Or did you have the experience of having benefit from doing sound work to begin with? No, actually I didn't. And this is encouraging for those people who don't have a background in that. Um, mm-hmm. My, um, you know, I, I, years ago, I was a sales rep in the um, natural health industry, so I had a lot of experience in that. I got out of that for a number of years and went into other things and homeschooled my kids and life, you know, took over. But um, when I started teaching uh, biblical classes, uh, one of the classes that I taught was on sound and did kind of a series on that. And because I had done that, a friend of mine uh, found a book in a bargain bin, sent it to me, and thought, oh, this sounds exactly, you know, like the kind of thing you'd be interested in, uh, because I believe that um, I believe that our bodies were created to heal themselves, just like many people believe now. But I believe in a creator, and so I believe that uh, it's built into the system. So when I was teaching that and I got this book, um, it was the book was from a Christian perspective, which I appreciated, um, but I try not to make that my focus um, just be, because of my own, um, the way I teach. So um, uh, in that book, Sherry's name was never mentioned. Hmm. Sound Health was never mentioned. It just said, I met, ran into this woman or someone introduced me to this woman who can find out what's wrong with you by the sound of your voice. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that's exactly what I'm looking for. But I couldn't find who he was talking about. Hmm. And it took, I don't know, um, maybe a couple months or something like that of searching, not diligently, 
because I was doing other work at the time. But uh, when I found her and her website, I'm like, this is exactly, this is exactly what I'm looking for. And everybody who comes into Sound Health feels called. There is a calling. And you feel like you are being led by some outside force into this work. And I knew that I was uh, because I really had a vision as a young child of, of being a healer. And so to me, it was just a natural fit. So that's how I came into it. <laughs> and we'll, we'll scooch forward slightly and ask, how is it, what is it for, how for people that are, they, so they either have the experience or they hear about it or think it's amazing. How do they make that leap from being, let's say, a client to becoming a practitioner? Or an educator yeah, of yeah, sound health? Hard, I don't, yeah. Yeah. Because I think people don't understand all the information that we have at our fingertips. We have so much information. And Sherry makes this all sound very simple, which it can be if you follow the process and especially how I teach it but um, if you come into that expecting that it's just going to be a couple of you know buttons and you're not going to have to do any work um, you're going to be overwhelmed and so when people kind of find that out that's when they maybe second you know they take a step back and you know think should I do this or not but like I said before, it's a calling. I think you really have to know that this is something that you want to do. You do have a, to have a certain amount of skill level with the computer uh, because that, I think, is probably the most daunting for, for people to come into this, especially older people. They really want to do mm-hmm. it. They might be retired. They want to do something different. Um, and But they don't really know how to use a computer or how to feel comfortable with that. That takes a little bit of time uh, and, uh, you know, diligence just to practice that. But um, I think that if you can overcome that and you know that you want to take time and do the work to practice, then you can become a, a very successful practitioner. The problem is mm. people don't want to practice. Yeah. It, you know, I spent a year um, every day doing this and on family. I, I live in an area and I have a lot of family that wanted to be guinea pigs for me, which was terrific, and friends, and, um, and really encouraged me. And they helped me to practice. And, and then I started noticing things within the voice. Yeah, I didn't really realize how much I had learned until I started teaching. And especially this last year, I thought, wow, you know, I've I've learned a lot. But I haven't sat back and done nothing. Um, Mm. So you have to build your confidence. People don't want to see a, a client until they build up their confidence level but the only way to build your confidence is to see clients or to work on people. (laughs) So you can't have it both ways. You have to do the work. And Sherry has made it so simple. You work with the numbers, right? We have, we have the numbers and your body tells you what number it needs. You don't need to necessarily know what it represents. Your body knows what it represents similar to what, Uh, any medication or even an aspirin does, you take an aspirin because you have pain, it goes to where it needs the pain relief. You don't have to tell it. Sherry likes to use that example, and I think it's a great one. Mm -hmm. And frequency work is the same way. You give somebody a frequency because your body tells you that's what's out of balance, it will take it to where it needs to go. Now, we may have to adjust those, and, you know, test those out with a client and get to def- different levels of the body, which we can. We can get to the g- genetic level, the biochemical level, 
the emotional level, muscular, nerve, connective tissue. And that's what they learn in the practitioner class. How do you get to those different levels of the body? Because those are different formulas. You put frequencies together in different ways to reach different parts of the body. And I think that oh. in, my, in my, as I say, you know, not only radio here with Sherry for years, but I met her years ago in person at a whole life expo. Like when people were hauling around CRT monitors, that vintage. Mm-hmm. And even then, that's why when I bumped into her years later, I just sort of stumbled into her show, her, this radio show one day and sort of just never left. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. really how it happened. But I've always thought the work was amazing because of that, because of, I think the, <clears throat> excuse me, when you start talking as an herbalist, when you use the term formulas, that's what I used to do as an herbalist. You put together a group of herbs and it's a formulation and it's for that person. And I right. think that this is a very similar where it's, only I think it's even more advanced. I'm still an herbalist. I'm not giving that up. But it's more advanced because I think the cells operate at a sort of a high frequency, I'll call it. And I don't mean that in a sound, but at a high level where they're receptive to those sounds. And if they like the, if they feel the relationship or the rapport with that sound, they're just going to take it. They don't have to break it down. They don't yeah. have to digest it. They don't have to, we don't have to talk about microbiome. It just goes into the system. And I think that's tremendously powerful. Yeah, I mean, think about music that people listen to. You know whether or not you like music, a certain sound on a certain day, and what it does to you. Some days you don't like that type of music. You want to listen to a different type of music. That's the body's way of doing the same type of work by mm-hmm. using to help the body stay in balance. So mm-hmm. um, it's just, you know, I I love it. I love the work. Yeah. And I, and I want to go the, back for go a ahead. minute. No, good. Um, and sorry to kind of change um, directions here really quickly, but I did want to go back to to the free campaigns on the Sound Health Portal. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do those, and they get the reports, and they don't really understand them. And it's it's confusing for people. And I would say if you have had one of those done, uh, and you didn't understand it, or you would like to do another one, contact me on my website, um, you, or you can um, contact me uh, through my email, and that's Roberta at bioacoustichealth.com, and I can help you with another, um, you know, analysis, free analysis, and and or. I can help you um, help to explain the the information that you got from the portal through that free campaign. I think that that um, is it's so confusing for people they don't know what where to take it from there. And so I don't want people to be confused. I don't want people to be disappointed. I want people to understand what those free campaigns mean. Mm-hmm. and what frequencies mean. And that, that takes a little bit of explaining because frequencies, one frequency can mean, you know, many different things. Now, it's not going to mean, you know, a hundred different things. It might mean ten different things. It might might even mean within a range, within a variance. And body frequency and take it to whatever place it needs to within that variance. But um, when these free campaign reports come out, they're seeing um, a lot of different things within that variance that um, may or may not be relevant to them because it's based on what campaign they chose as well. So if they choose a free campaign that's not relevant to them, the frequency is still relevant but the information is not. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is the variance, the information within that variance, you're only pulling it based on your your symptoms or whatever you're trying to, um, the information you're trying to look for. The underlying issue may be something completely different that you didn't think about, 
but you didn't have access to that campaign or that information. So that's not going to come up on your report. So as practitioners, we take that information, those frequencies, and we can work with the frequencies and we can, uh, you know, determine potentially what might truly be going on with that client. Mm-hmm. So there, mm-hmm. there is a little bit of, um, you know, you have to do a little bit of work and research as a practitioner if you want to really give your client good information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have a uh, chat question, which is a slight jump, but I want to ask it now before okay. the chat rolls over. And okay. it was, they're asking, I was wondering how you work with a client that does not come in person and does not have a proper microphone. Do you ask, ask them to invest in one? Yeah. Or, I, yeah. Yes. Um, I have my clients invest in a, I usually have them buy the Samson Go mic. I like that one. It's about $30. It's the most consistent, although... Um, you know, you might have to reinvest after, I don't know, I've been working with the same one for like three years. I need to check it to make sure it's, you know, still accurate. I might like to reorder one. But, you know, three years for $30, you know, whatever. Um, so I have them get a microphone. They have to have access to a computer as a client because you really need to do Zoom calls or record uh, help them. And they need to be able to email those files. We help them uh, with the recording and everything. And I can I can go through that process step by step. I think that would be great for the clients. But almost, I would say my clients are almost exclusively remote. And I work with clients all over all over the world, really. So um, it's it can be done if you don't have a microphone. And you just cannot get one. Then, um, if it's in a pinch, you know, I have ways that I can help people. I prefer not to do it that way because I want to be as accurate as possible. But uh, I don't want that to deter people. So what happens when we do a session? I I think this is the perfect time to go through that, Richard. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Please. Yes. Uh, so, and for me as a practitioner, and because I have the skills to do it, I offer that to my clients. I offer the ability to help set everything up on their computer. Uh, I I walk them through everything. Every time they want to record their voice, I will help them and do it with them if they want. They can do it themselves and mail it in. But I'll set up a Zoom call. I'll I'll help walk them through it. I'll control their computer if they're comfortable with that and and so I want to make it as painless as possible for my clients now most practitioners are not going to be able to do that because they don't have the skills potentially that I have but you know that's the um, you know one of the benefits of working with me but so you get that set up you get the microphone you get a set of headphones I have everyone order their own, which is about $20. They're not that expensive. So basically a $50 investment if they're going to get frequencies. Now, they don't have to get um, frequencies if they don't want to. They can just get an assessment. Uh, and every practitioner is different, and we'll talk about that later. But you, you record your voice. So anywhere between 30 and 40 seconds of talking about um, – Anything from health to, you know, washing your dog. doesn't matter. We like to do two different voice prints because we can get different information from that. And I feel and I have found that the more emotion that's tied to a subject, the more anomalies you'll get. And so I like doing two. Sherry, you know, always says to use two. That's how we were trained. I didn't do that myself for a while. Because I thought, oh, why? But then I realized, you know, Sherry knows what she's talking about. Do it, do it that way. So, um, and 
so then you have to do cut you have to cut out some of the information that might be like silences or whatever so that's why we might go a little long but um, it doesn't take much it's very simple you the client sends us that voice print as a wave file uh, we use a free program called audacity it's open source um, and uh, we show people how to record that, how to send it to us through email. And we take that and we put it through the programs that Sherry has created in order to uh, look at the architecture, which is what we call those anomalies in the voice print. And you have certain things that will show up because they're common with people that have the same types of issues going on. So we run it through those uh, programs, either on the portal or a standalone program. You can use either. Uh, I, personally, I use both. I think there's benefits to using both as a practitioner, but you don't have to. And uh, then we can write up a report for the client based on what we're seeing from that information. And if the client wants to go further, then we can put together uh, frequency formulas that can be delivered through um, our tone generator, aka Tonebox, and the client can uh, get that and use that. Uh, some practitioners sell them, some some rent them, some offer them for use during their. Um, you know, time working with a client or with a practitioner. And um, and it's as easy as that. So it's there's not a lot to it. It just does take time to put the reports and the information together. And, and some people really don't understand that um, they think they're going to get everything like the next day or later that day. Um, it's not going to happen. And I have had some practitioners that are like, oh, I'm going to do like 100 hundred assessments a week not going to happen <laughs> so you can't you can't go into it thinking that and you know you could do uh, you know some things pretty quickly but if you want to be really good you've got to again do the work get um get the skills down and learn what you can you'll then you'll get faster doing the reports and um things will be much easier. But, um, yeah, I like to give my clients as much information as I can and really to kind of help give them a place to start. Mm-hmm. That's really good. And now I'm going to jump. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you no, go ahead. No, you go. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say this um, might be a perfect time to talk about the different types of practitioners. Oh, well, yeah, right after I say this. <laughs> I am going to advocate for the Samsung Go mic as a minimal, great mic to have around because uh, pretty much everybody's on Zooms and meetings and some kind of thing. And I really, I have so many bad words about what I call, now mind you, I do, a sh I do other shows and I produce for other people and I help people figure out their podcast or their microphone setup or whatever, or musicians who perform internationally. And I really have bad words about people who shout at their computer and think that they're having a good conversation because it sounds like you're shouting at your computer. Whereas if you have the little Samsung Go mic, which is really little, I mean, it's less than yeah. two inches long and it fits in a little hard case that I always have with me. Yeah. And you can just pop it on, the, you know, like I happen to have a keyboard on a stand because I'm standing and it clips right to the back of the keyboard. And if I wanted to, I could be using it for the show instead of my studio mic, but I like my studio mic. But it's just uh -huh. a great thing to have around. It's a great investment so that when you're on a Zoom or on the holidays, you're talking with family members, you actually sound clear, unlike everybody else who's like sitting back or talking to you from the kitchen at their computer. It's a personal yes. issue. So yes, and that to, being said. To add to that, uh, to yeah. add to the Go mic, um, and if we do have any practitioners listening or anyone who is a client, I never have my catch 
the go mic to their computer. Uh, and mm-hmm. the, I have it sitting right in front of them, usually on a Kleenex box or something. I don't even like them touching it or holding it because yeah. I've done some EMF, um, some radiation testing on it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't want that to skew my results. I don't know right. if it will, but I don't want to take the chance. So you might add I all that electronic noise to yeah. the read anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and there's tricks that I use to help people, you know, uh, uh, see if they're getting any uh, static or noise within the recording. But I think it's important people don't have that attached to their computer when you are doing voice recordings. And it may not be as important for the uh, the portal when you're getting a free campaign or something, but I never use the recording that people give to the sound health portal when I start working with a client. First of all, it's usually some amount of time in between the recordings and I like them as current as possible. But second of all, I want to know how it was recorded. I want to have the control. So I usually always have them do a new one. Mm -hmm. And I think you know, that's just the way I like to work. Yeah, I agree completely. And now, now let's back up and talk about the differences between becoming a technician versus a practitioner. What does that mean? There are two different terms. What are the differences mm-hmm. between technitioner, technitioner? That would, that's a new one. A uh, technician or <laughs> practitioner. Um, mm-hmm. A technician basically learns the basics of you know, how to record a voice, how to um, look for the anomalies. There's not as much information in that class as there is in the practitioner class because you really don't need that information because you are not researching any of it. You don't have access to that. You don't have access to any frequencies. The only thing that you have access to as a technician is what that may represent, and um, and you within the practitioner cor- or the technician cor- um, course, you get muscles and nutrition for free. Um, use of that for um, you know a year, whatever she's got, um, and then you you look at that, and so all of your information is only being pulled by relevance of muscles or nutrition. Now, you that's the standalone programs. If you go on and you subscribe to the portal, which is different than um, Sound Health. Sound Health, uh, it's a different entity, really. We work in conjunction, but people have to subscribe to that, and they can get access to different templates. Sherry has over two, like 200 templates, you know, and she's building that all the time if you want to look at something very specific. So people can go on there. But again, I think if you get too narrow in your approach, you will miss things. So mm-hmm. I don't recommend that. Um, personally, I, I like to start broader. But if somebody who wants to specialize can take those templates and just work with those things that they want to work with. So if you want to be a technician and you don't want to go any further, and right now, I mean, the the technician class is $450, and you have to have that in order to take the practitioner course. And you you can just use the technician class, and you could do reports for people on what is, What's your deficiencies? Do you have any vitamin deficiencies? Potentially. You always have to say this is frequency equivalent of this vitamin or this muscle because we don't know if it means something else within that variance. We have to be careful with our wording. But you could potentially go to, uh, this is what I would do because I used to work in the health food industry. I would go to a health food store and I would say, listen, what do you have running on special this week? What what vitamins are on special? I'll let me come in, do a report for you. 
I'll give it, you know, however much you want to charge for the clients. And you could work out a deal with the uh, natural health store. Maybe you could do it for free product yourself if you like purchasing a lot of vitamins, etc. cetera. Um, there's always ways, right? Um, and do reports for their clients that come in and push the things that they're running a special on. That's how you get their interest. Okay, this, these are business people. You have to think from a business perspective. What is going to benefit them, not what is going to benefit you? You'll never get anybody working with you if you, if you come at it from that perspective. So you could, you could do that. You could go into a, um, a gym. You could tell people what, what muscles they have in stress, what they need to work with. You could work with a chiropractor. You could work with a little league. You could with, work with the high school. Help them uh, determine maybe what muscles are in stress from their players. And then they could go in and, and um, maybe where they won't have an injury or take them, you know, they need to go to the chiropractor and get something worked out. So there's a lot of different ways that you can partner with people. You just have to be smart about it. And if anybody has ideas and wants to kind of brainstorm a little bit, I, I love to do that kind of stuff. So they can always call and, and talk to me um, or set up an appointment with me and just um, – tell me what they want to do and I'll try to give them some ideas. But, so you can be, you can make a business out of it as a technician. You just have to be creative and it takes a lot less work on your, on the technician's part than it does as a practitioner because you're not having to sift through the information. You can just give them a, a quick report. And I think that's a great, great way to do it. If you make it cheap enough, you're going to get a lot more clients than if you make it too expensive um, and cost prohibitive. So uh, just think about that. So technician, you get limited information. You really don't know what frequencies represent. Uh, You don't have access to the frequencies. You could help people through color, music, based on the notes, which is an important thing as well. But again, you don't know what those, what specific notes those are, what specific frequencies those are within the notes. Mm -hmm. That is what you get as a practitioner. So taking the practitioner course, you learn to look at the, the voice print, the architecture within the voice print, and you can look to see, okay, does someone have mold? Does someone have a toxin or a pathogen, an infection? Uh, do they have blood sugar issues? Do they have metabolic issues, nerve issues? All of those you can see from the voice. And the more that you do, the more you record and the more you look at those voice prints, the more understanding you'll get how to identify what what you're seeing in the in the architecture. Mm-hmm. So you look at that and then you take those frequencies, either ones you choose yourself or ones the computer chooses for you. You take that information and then you run it through uh other programs that Sherry has. And that that those programs will do kind of a deep dive into the frequencies that you've chosen. So that's kind of on the more on the standalone programs. On the portal, a lot of this is automatic. It'll do it for you. But, um, you know, there's I have some tips and tricks that I usually talk to practitioners about on how I like to use the different programs. I want as much information as I can get and and the most benefit for my client. So that they'll get in the in the practitioner training, how I do mm-hmm. things and um and the different types of programs. Mhm. I have a chat question again. And this mm-hmm. fits right in. 
Uh, what is the difference between tone assessment and voice analysis? <laughs> and you're probably looking at my website. Uh, a tone assessment is, for me, that is, this is my own wording now. This is not Sherry's or anything. This is specific mm-hmm. to me. Uh, I can tell a person what's going on at the exact moment that I'm talking to them. That's a tone assessment, and it's limited in scope because I'm working with what one frequency within the voice or a range within the voice that your body is trying to fix right this minute. Um, a voice analysis is much broader and gives you more information. So a tone, um, a tone assessment or, um, is kind of what I used for my free analysis at first. Um, and somebody who didn't have a microphone, then I could I could go through that really quick with somebody. Most people don't do that, and I don't do a lot of those, but um, I can do it. And I I like to type, teach my practitioners to use the wow factor because you can give people very valuable information if you know how to do it. And I don't like clients to tell me what they have going on when I talk to them at first. I prefer not to know anything because mm-hmm. when I do their voice, whether it's just through the, uh, the tone analysis or the voice assessment, um, I want to tell them what I'm seeing. I don't want to be, um, I don't want them to tell me what's going on because then they don't really know if where they're getting their information from. Are they getting it from what they told me or are they getting it from what their voice is telling them? And if I can show them what the voice is telling them or telling me without them having to tell me, then they believe that the technology works. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. The I had a, asking, uh, and the person asking the question in chat says, uh, yes, I'm on your site. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. You know, I had a, I had, um, I went to a neighbor's house. And, um, you know, a neighbor of a friend did an assessment. I wanted to kind of show them what I did. It was early on. And I did their voice. And I saw, wow, this this is really interesting. I'm seeing the muscles around your lips. Those those keep coming up. And I I hadn't seen that a lot at that point because, of course, I was a new practitioner. And I said, wow, that's, that's interesting. Well, then they told me, they said, yeah, that's because we have mouth cancer and that's where all the we get all the radiation all the treatment that showed up in the voice they didn't have to tell me that i didn't know that they had mouth mm-hmm. cancer at all i don't know if i knew they had cancer but um all of that information comes up you don't even have to know i could have given that person um frequencies not knowing that it was the mouth and it would have helped, you know, to the level that it can, that person. And so um, that's the benefit of just being able to have the frequencies. You can just give those to people and the body can start correcting itself or helping itself. And you don't even have to know anything. I had no experience. I've got no medical background other than my time, you know, being trained in, you know, supplements and homeopathy as a sales rep. And, and things like that. So, you know, I'm not a nurse, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a healer, you know, an energy healer, energy worker. I don't have any of that experience. I do work intuitively, and I think you have to be comfortable with that. I think you're more successful if you can allow yourself to work that way. But you don't have to have a background in any of this. So don't let that deter you. Deter you if you're fe- feeling led to this, then then try it. It may be something you may be like me, and you just you just know, and you can feel comfortable, confident, and really help people. Mm-hmm. Really, we're, we're not the ultimate. Uh, healing doesn't come from us anyway. It, it comes, I believe, from you know, the creator, divine source, you know, whatever you are comfortable calling it, 
uh, ultimately the decision comes from there. So that gives me a level of freedom and knowing that, you know, I, I can't do something wrong when I'm doing it, you know, um, the way that we've laid it out, the way Sherry's laid it out. Mm-hmm. And I go back to that thing you said early on is that it's really about helping the system or the body come back into homeostasis. And even as an herbalist, that was always my goal is to like, there's an imbalance here. Let's have you try taking these and take this for two weeks and come back and talk to me and see if you feel better or if your bowels are moving or if you're less mm-hmm. hormonal or, you know, all those kinds of things. It's, it was it was trial and error, but with a lot mm-hmm. of history of knowing what works. And so I think right. it really is about get, giving the body the opportunity to get into homeostasis. Oh, yes. well, I'll, you know, the body will, given, and that's what, one of the things I love about the sound work, is given the opportunity, the body will heal itself. It wants to when do I first, that. When I first started seeing clients, uh, I think my very first client, within like two days, sent me back um Basically, you know, she emailed me back and she said, oh, my gosh, you know, I haven't ha- I haven't been able to wear high heels in like a number of years and, and couldn't run at all because her feet hurt so bad. She was able to put high heels on and and then besides that, go for a run in the first time in years. Hmm. Now, that was my first client. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> She was she was almost crying. Wow. She was so yeah. excited about that. She felt like, oh my gosh, I can finally exercise now for the first time. Um, huh. Another one of my clients, my first ones was a Parkinson's, um, uh, had Parkinson's, a very close friend of mine. He's now passed. But, um, and one of the people that really encouraged me to do this work. And uh, he had suffered from Parkinson's for a number of years. And it didn't, it wasn't manifesting really that much in his life until, you know, recently when I got into this, right? So it had been a fairly recent thing with him having muscular trouble and everything. So I took the information that the system gave me. I gave him a set of frequencies. It was, he was able to walk upright for the first time in a week. Wow. Just after listening to to the set of frequencies that I gave him. That's how quick it can work if you if you follow the instructions and you just you just let it guide you. So, I've had that. I've had people that haven't been able to eat whatever they've wanted that's been so difficult for them. They haven't been able to go out with friends because they've been so limited. They could never go out for dinner. That that went away within a very short period of time. I've had people hmm. have emotional breakthroughs right away. Um, I had recently, if I've, and I, I need to put all these testimonials on my website. I don't really have them all. I don't have any of them up, really. Um, I had re- just recently um, somebody suffering from gout, and she'd been struggling and struggling, and... Um, after a couple of days of listening, she sent me pictures, and I'll be posting those. Her feet were just so swollen, and after a couple of days, almost normal. Hmm. Amazing. Another client, mm-hmm. the best blood pressure they'd, they'd had ever after one day. So these things are possibilities, and we can really help people if we have the confidence to do it and we want to do the work. We don't have enough people that want to do the work. So I get a lot of clients and, you know, at some point I'm going to have to be, you know, sending those out uh, to other practitioners. And, of course, I'm going to send those out to people that I work with right now. And I, I have brought other practitioners in to work with me that, I, that have shown promise. I have one, uh, Pam, and, uh, and we work together on every assessment because I saw that she – she understood. She understood where things were going, and um, so we're always discussing things. We're always looking for something to do better. She's great. She's also a researcher, 
like I am, but I don't have as much time to do that now, unfortunately. So we make a really good team that way. So practitioners, you know, I would also want to encourage to maybe partner up with other practitioners if they don't feel like they can do it all themselves or or maybe they're not confident. I'm not sure how I answered that question. No, no, no. Um, Or if there was a question. That's right. If there was a question, we're kind of like dogs in the field chasing the sheep. Where am I? Wait, how do I get here? Yeah. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. There's a flow here. Um, As you talk about this, it almost makes me think that I want to be a technician and then work with somebody like you who is a practitioner. But that's a separate. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Because I I I like to work, but I don't want to. I don't want to do all the hand holding and the you know I'd rather just like here's something that'll help you now badoom, yeah. which I think is a great mm-hmm. th- back to what you were talking yeah. about with going into health food stores. I worked with a mm-hmm. company for a number of years when I was on the road uh, selling something called Amino Gold, which is used by competitive athletes. It really gave them nitric oxide and minerals mm-hmm. and everything, and they could drink it and feel it immediately. And so, but it's mm-hmm. a you're you're some location. You're at the chiropractor's office. You're at the health food store. Smaller health food stores, uh, you don't bother going to Whole Foods, um, but you right. know, find a regional health food store. Yeah. And they're very receptive to having you come in and helping their customers. They like that. Yeah. It like, makes them think, oh, we have another service we can offer you, and it's not costing them anything. Exactly. And, it's, and it gets you past some of that shyness of what you're doing. Because at some point, you're not going to be shy like, I'm not sure. Oh, you're sure. Just, you know, yeah. as... When- when I worked in the health food industry and we did demos back then, you know, you got a lot of free product and free sampling. Now they mm-hmm. don't do so much of that. But think of Costco. Everybody goes to Costco on the sample day because they want yeah. free samples. Yeah. It's the same thing going to these other, you know, whatever um, retail outlet you want to work with. As long as they potentially advertise for you, even on this day, you know, we're going to have this person come in. They're going to draw customers into their business, which is what they want, because that's going to sell the product. You're going to get the exposure. And what it's going to do is it's going to make you confident in your approach, because you're going to see what works and what doesn't work when you're talking to people, because they're going to ask you, what is bioacoustics? It took me a while to figure out, how do I even say this to make people understand? And -hmm. even now, I, I will pause and say, oh, my gosh, how do I explain this to people? Because it doesn't matter what you say, they're still going to have no clue probably what you're talking about. So you learn you yeah. learn the quickest way to get that person, uh, to answer that person's question before they lose interest. And I think talking to people in person and and doing that whole sampling thing is probably one of the best ways to do it. I mean, that's why I teach. I learn the most by teaching whatever subject that is. And that's true mm-hmm. for anybody. Yeah. I call it <clears throat> I call it holding their paw. Sometimes you yes. just have to hold someone's paw for a while and have them stare into their eyes and they'll come around. Oh, I get it now. Yes. And as you say, that's I think that's one of the things that makes you a has made you a better teacher. I didn't know you before, but a better teacher is that once you explain things a bunch of time, like I'm really good with computers different than you, but really good with computers. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when people call me, it will, it will ask some weird question like, my Gmail is acting up, can you help me? Yes, I can. Yeah, sure. Ten minutes. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But it's once you talk to people a lot, you get really good at explaining. And that's a real powerful tool to be able to explain something. And even now, I mean, as I say, I've been hanging around Sherry on and off for more than a decade. And still, mm-hmm. somebody will ask me about bioacoustics, and I can explain it to the point of homeostasis. But beyond that, the eye, charts make my eyes roll up in my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, man, not the methylation cascade. Lordy, I get lost in there. But the yeah. more you talk about I mean, it, the easier it gets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you really have to know to the market outlook as well. I think that's a great selling point to people who may be resistant that you're wanting to work with or partner with. You have to let them know what's what's the market outlook um, and 
and I don't have it in front of me. I, I might have put it on my site. <laughs> if somebody's on there, they could say it's like 9.2 billion or something now by yeah. 20. I think that's. I think that was it. 9.2. Yeah, 9.2 billion or something. It's yeah. huge. I mean, it's unbelievable. People are using this. I mean, every you know, uh, MIT is using it. John Johns Hopkins. Um, you're getting it through your insurance companies. Mm-hmm. Anybody, if you don't think that your insurance company, when they're telling you this is being recorded for quality assurance program, you know, purposes, you don't think that they're t- not analyzing your voice to see whether or not they're going to give you certain types of insurance. If you don't believe that they're doing that, you're probably naive. <laughs> um, because if you look at the patents yeah. for some of these things, and I have, the I, whole idea behind the patent was for that. Just even just like, you know, loyalty cards, loyalty shopping cards. Mm-hmm. That was the whole thing to use with insurance companies to see what you're buying at the store. To see whether or not, you know, you're falling under the certain guidelines. If you're not eating properly, they might not give you insurance. Mm-hmm. So this this hasn't come into full effect yet, but that was the purpose behind a lot of these things. Gross, probably the computers in your, you know, refrigerator. What are you buying all the time? Okay, they're they're selling that information to these um, health companies and or whoever else, not just advertising, but health companies, and and that will determine potentially whether or not you're insured. Well, if you can't get insured, what's your other option? Bioacoustics is a great option Mm -hmm. because we can help people through frequency. That's why, you know, they may not really want this out there. They want to use it themselves. And as long as we kind of stay small and under the radar, they don't care. But we can really do a lot of things to help people that um, we don't always advertise. Yeah, I agree. I have another question from chat. He's spending a lot of time on your site. I'm guessing it's a he. Um, (laughs) How long should the frequencies being used for a chronic condition like Parkinson's? And he's asking because he's sure clients are going to ask about the duration before they start any treatment. How long until they um, find, um, feel a difference? I think so, because he, he's asking, well, he's asking, I think he's actually asking how long should the frequencies be used for chronic, and he's asking the term of how long those frequencies should be used for a chronic condition like Parkinson's. I think he's skipping the question about how long will they re- before they see results. He's actually asking, he's skipping that part. He's just asking how okay. long should they be using the frequencies. Well, I think every practitioner do, does things a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and they like to work different ways. Now, Sherry, you know, she'll give people frequencies and say, you know, this is going to take X number of months. Yeah. You know, to be able to see something, uh, you know, trying to rebuild nerves and things like that. That's going to take like six months. Mm-hmm. Um, she's found. So it could take quite a while. You can try different types of frequencies at different levels of the body. Um, so different types of formulas. Um, but, uh, so it's really hard to know. It's so individualized because something else might be triggering what's happening in your body that somebody else that has that same problem, maybe something else is triggering them. So we have to allow the body to tell us what frequency it needs because we're working with the highs and the lows first um, most of the time. We want to bring the highest highs down and the lowest lows up. And then something else will pop up, and then you're going to work on those. So we want to get as much as we can into the center. So if you have a chronic condition, that might might take longer mm-hmm. to do that, especially to get to those um, uh, the real issue because you're, you're, you're getting to the outer layers first. This is how I work. I like to get to the outer layers first. Because if something's repeating itself at different octaves within the body, you have a pretty good idea that maybe that's really the issue. Muscles do that because they're large. But um, if it's only in one place, 
that you're seeing it, that and and there's other things that you look at. That might not be really the true issue. So we use different approaches to get to the root causes of what's going on, and every practitioner does it a little differently. So you need to find a practitioner that you're comfortable with. That's really important. If you're not comfortable with the way that practitioner works, find find somebody else that you are comfortable with. Like for mm-hmm. me, I'm very straight up. When a client calls me, you know, I I have a certain worldview. I I believe in a creator. I you know that comes across in how I work with people. Every frequency and every formula that I use is based on my worldview. And I, I explain that and why I do that in the in in the classes. And what, and the main reason is because I think we, that's the area of free will. Right? Our body has to have a choice on what they what it chooses. So I don't force it because then it's that's no longer free will. Mm-hmm. So you know I'm I'm looking at it from that perspective. And. Um, some practitioners like to kind of force that more, and they're successful at that, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, if so, find a practitioner that works the way that you want to. I've, you know, I've had clients say, "Yeah, I'm not really comfortable with that. I don't share your view." That's, that's fine. I would prefer that. Go to somebody else because you have to have, you know, belief is a very important thing. Mindset. If you don't believe in what I'm doing or how I'm treating you, I might not be the best fit for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised to find that we're at the time when I ask you about your classes that are coming up. Where can people find information about that? Where would you like people to find out more about your work? I'll put your website in the show notes and your email contact. But that information about, I know you have classes coming up. Where do they find that schedule? Where yeah. can they find out more? The, the class schedule is they can go to soundhealthoptions.com, soundhealthoptions.com, and go to classes, and you'll find more information about the technician class. There is a free guest level that you can take, and I, I highly encourage that for people who maybe just want to see how things work. Um, it's, it's a good program. It's a good free program. Technician class and then the practitioner course. We have one coming up in August, August 21st through um, the 24th. It's a five-day class, six hours each day. Um, and and I know people might have to schedule work around that. Um, but uh, talk to me. If that doesn't work for you and you need to have something different, just just call me and ask me. Um, the we are having a discounted price, so the price that's listed on the website, you'll get a significant discount on that um, for right now. And um, you can get into the August class. It's not too late for that. Even though it's the 21st, you'd have to sign up for the technician class and get right into that. But you could really finish that within a couple days. It's work at your own pace. The Practitioner course is the five-day intensive and also an online portion. It's mostly like videos. You don't have to get that done or even really start it by the time we um, actually take the class, but you do need to have time to get the – because you get a tone box with that, so we have to have time to mail that. We have to have time uh, to get you all the programs and all the materials so you can kind of get into that before um, class starts. Anybody has other questions about being a client or maybe additional questions about um, what we've talked about today, about being a practitioner or technician, the portal, etc. they can always go and email me personally at roberta at bioacoustichealth.com. I try to be really quick at answering those. I've been out for a couple weeks on vacation, um, but my um, vacation responder should go off tomorrow. So, um <laughs> Yeah, be don't be afraid to reach out. You'll probably get a better response emailing me directly 
um, or calling me. My my um, phone number there is on my website, uh, and you can text me at that number too. And we can set up a time. Great. Okay. All right. Well, that was very, that was very fun. Uh, yeah, that went like wait, we're over time already. How did that happen? <laughs> Somebody let go of a leash. Uh, that yeah. was great, and along with uh, and I will, as I said for the audience, I, there was difficulty, technical difficulties of the platform, so I'll be editing the beginning so it starts at the actual beginning. But thank you so much, everybody. Great. Have a great rest of the week, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thank you. Bye.